Whoa, 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 whoa. Dun, 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 dun. Let's pump it up. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Jumping Elevator, the podcast where I, Mike, from Mike's Mike, truly, I talk about the things that you want to know more about, but you can't be bothered researching them yourself. Today is very much entertainment vibes. Uh, very excited. Oh, just the whole week. I mean, I can't wait to get on the podcast and just talk, you know? And the day has come. And thank God for that, you know. A special hello to Savannah. Thank you for being one of my top tier patrons. And your special welcome for today is, I hope you have three things. The three Fs. Fast, furious, and family. That might not make any sense to you right now. If you're not a fast and furious person. Um, But maybe at the end of this podcast you'll be like, wow. The three Fs, I understand it now. Thank you for those blessings at the start of the podcast. Great. So for this episode, I'm going to be talking about two movies that I saw. I saw Fast and Furious 9. I saw Black Widow. Black Widow, baby. That's a different song. Cadillac, Cadillac, pop that trunk. Different song anyway. And then the Gossip Girl reboot, because I watched that as well. So much to discuss, everybody. First, let me give you some updates. Um, I have a slightly swollen eyelid, and that's because I have a pimple. One of my eyelashes decided that she would do a little ingrown moment. Like, hello, why are eyelashes being ingrown? It's kind of fan behavior if you ask me, but anyway. So that's why my eye looks a little bit puffy. Um, Also, no nails today. No nails today on the podcast. I decided to clean off the dice. Because I'm getting a little bit like, ugh, a little bit gross. And also I'm just letting the girls breathe before the next set comes along. Look, not to toot my own horn, but bitch, I'm an artist. I'm an artist. And I absolutely love it when I go somewhere and they're like, oh, I love your nails. Where'd you get them done? And I'm like, bestie, I did them. And they're like, no way. And I'm like, yeah. But then also when they're like, no way, then it's kind of like, are you suggesting that I wouldn't be able to do this? Like... What's the T? You know, like, what's the move? What's the Tia Tamira, perhaps? Yes, that is reference to Whole lot of Money Remix, Beer Feet, Nicki Minaj. Reason why this podcast was delayed by half a day is because I had planned to do it this morning and then Nicki said she was going live and I said, I can't be doing the podcast while Nicki's going live. And her live went for like an hour and a half and that's one of the things that she mentioned. The remix came out and she has this line, she's like, what's the Tia Tamira? Yeah. Shout out to the girls. The twins, if you will. Um, okay, what was I talking about? The eyelid is swollen, boots. Also, I have blistered lips. Why do I have blistered lips, you may be wondering? From popcorn, besties. I ate so much popcorn while watching Black Widow that I blistered my lips. Like, it was cracked and bleeding, and I blistered them, and I woke up the next day, and I was in so much pain because I ate so much popcorn. So what's with that? You know, like what's up with that? So much to discuss there. But we need to go one thing at a time. Um, oh, I want to talk about Fast and Furious so bad. But that's like, that's like the crux of it. That's the crux of this week's trauma is Fast and Furious 9. So maybe I'll start with Black Widow. Okay. Black Widow was the second movie that I saw this week. And if you're not familiar, Black Widow is Scar Joe. And she had been promoing this movie since, I want to say, end of 2019. I feel like it was supposed to come out in March, April, May-ish vibes of 2020. And you know what happened last year. Nobody was going to the movies. Nobody was getting very much of anything done. So the movie got delayed several times. I just remember being like, oh, let me watch this movie. Same with the James Bond movie. I just, I love a James Bond movie. Um, Also, key piece of information here. I love basically any movie that has a high budget and stupid action scenes. I love an action movie. And everyone's like, my favorite movie is this art house French film. And I'm like, that is fantastic for you. And I love that for you. But if I say that I love high budget, ridiculous plot lined action movies, you can't shit on me for that. I'm allowed to like that. It's so much fun. I love to just go watch a movie and then just not think. 
That's why I love Mission Impossible. That is not what happened with Fast and Furious. I had to think in that because I was just thinking, what is going on? I don't deserve this, but we'll get to that. Uh, Black Widow, my review, initial review, I would say like a 7.5 to 8 out of 10. Really enjoyed it as a cinema experience. I feel like Marvel has got to the point where there's so much money behind it and the lore is so built up that they could pretty much do anything and it'll look good because they have the money and the CGI budget and all that kind of stuff. And the plot line, they could just keep bringing in characters that we know of and kind of riff off that, which another thing from Fast and Furious 9, they did the same thing, didn't really work. But in Disney and Marvel films, I feel like they've really got that down to a science, like they know how to do an action movie. So really enjoyed it. Uh, The casting was good. Uh, Minor spoiler for the end of the last two Avengers movies, which were like three years ago now. So if you haven't seen it, that's your fault, not mine. Um, Miss Bestie, you know how she like, oh, she passed away. Like, you know how she died? Still mad about it. Like, want to be Mr. Katniss. Like, he maybe should have. Maybe it should have been him that fell off the cliff. I don't know. I didn't say that. I heard that. It wasn't me that said it. Um, so, yeah, this movie further cemented that rage that I felt when she D-worded. So that's fun. Um, also not a spoiler, but there's an action scene where Miss Girlboss is falling through the sky and fighting. And there's like all this debris everywhere. And she's like falling on debris and like hitting stuff and da, 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 and fighting and everything. And I was like, yeah, I'm so glad that I'm experiencing this right now. That is so excellent to me. I love a ridiculous low to no gravity. Actually, that doesn't really make sense because that would imply space a high velocity fight scene let's say no ground in sight yeah that's better that's better that's a better way of putting it no ground in sight fighting scene very much up my alley um also just a general note on the character of black widow bestie really goes through it right she's in this universe that um thor is just fucking around with a hammer And then you've got, like, a literal king, like Black Panther vibes. And then you've got, who else is in there? Bloody Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Miss Wanda. There's a reason why she's called Wanda Maximoff, not Wanda Minimoff. Because really maximizing that extra activity, you know? Like, she's really going for it. She's literally, she is like a Nexus event, I think. I don't know. Hello, Loki fans. Another thing to discuss. Um, but yeah, and it's like, what is Black Widow's power that she she can do fighting? And look, I love that for her. Women in STEM, you know. Um, I support her, of course. Um, but sometimes I'm just like, somebody give her a power, you know? What is her power? But then watching this movie, I was like, maybe her power is just not never taking an injury. Because... She never took an injury, right? I'm trying to think of an injury that she took in any movie ever. Actually, that's a lie. She does take injuries in Black Widow. But they're inconsequential injuries. And also me saying that Black Widow never takes an injury. She took a pretty big injury when she fell off that cliff. I know that's wrong. Someone's going to pay for that. Who's going to pay for that? Hawkeye's going to pay for that. Hawkeye getting a series? Yeah. I'd know about all that. It gives me pause, you know? As a Black Widow fan, it gives me pause. I'm a fan of Black Widow, the character, fan of Black Widow, the movie, and the song. Black Widow, baby. Different song. What am I doing? Speaking of Black Widow and Iggy Azalea, also Rita Ora. One of my friends posted a picture of her at dinner and Rita Ora was at the dinner. Yeah, I screamed. Igizalia dropped I Am The Strip Club. Hello? Strip Club. I Am The Strip Club. And I do think something shifted for me when that came out because dun, 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 I Am The Strip Club. Dun, 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 I Am The Strip Club. It's so like doof, doof, doof. And I've been listening to that in the mornings. So just think... 8am, 9am, you know, you wake up, you put on a really heavy club track and things can't really go downhill. 
you know? I think I'm kind of starting at such a velocity that to go below that velocity is offensive to myself. So I just kind of increase throughout the day. So that's been fun. Um, I would recommend doing the same thing and see how you go in life. Um, okay, also about Back Widow. So I arrive at said location for the movie. I'm going up the escalator, as you do. Shout out to escalators, love escalators. There is a person from the movie theater at the bottom of the escalator. And they're like, are you here for Space Jam? And we're like, no. And they're like, understood, go through. Go to the top of the escalator. Another person from the cinema. Are you here for Space Jam? No. Fantastic, head on through. Go to get the ticket ripped or whatever. Are you here for Space Jam? Besties, what's the tea with Space Jam? I'm not here for Space Jam. Why is everyone here for Space Jam? Sorry, I just chucked my phone on the floor because no one's texted me all day and the 10 minutes I've been recording, I've had about 30 notifications. It's enraging. Um, So then we get into the actual cinema and I'm thinking, what's the tea with Space Jam? And then I look around and there's a purple carpet and people are taking photos. There's paparazzi. There's Lady Gaga 2009 VMA's performance paparazzi happening. There's a crowd. It's a meet and greet. There's all these like... Melbourne social media people like TikTokers and YouTubers and stuff and I recognise some of them and my friend that I was with was like why aren't you there and I was like T guys I think I'm blacklisted is that a thing? I think I'm blacklisted you know when everyone's like YouTube's blacklisted me my videos aren't showing up in search when actual fact it means no one wants to watch the videos not T it's just fact maybe the content of the video wasn't exactly what's popping right now doesn't mean it was a bad video it just means people didn't want to watch it at that particular time so blacklisting on social media sometimes i'm like but i'm starting to think maybe i'm blacklisted what did i do what's the tea there you know um can't get verified on anything fun not getting invited to any events or anything also fun but see it's character development it's going in the autobiography. So after seeing these social media stars on the purple carpet, I was like, great, love that for them. Let me go get my snacks. So I go to line up for snacks. And I think it was part of the hype of being back in the cinema finally after like a year and a half of not being able to go to the cinema or being able to go just not very many crowds. This felt like the biggest crowd that I've had in the cinema for a long time. And I wanted to just get snacks. And I saw that Black Widow-themed popcorn bucket, and bitch, I was so close to buying it. I nearly bought a metal Black Widow popcorn bucket for like $20. And I was thinking, I could just put that in a video, tax deduction. Put in the background tax deduction. But I didn't, so. But what I did do was, I bought a medium popcorn, and a medium drink, and a chock top. I really went for it. Also, the medium is so fucking big. I went up to the counter and I was like, hey, bestie, can I get like a mid-range meal deal thing, like popcorn and drink? And she was like, so medium. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess. But then medium was huge. And I was like, well, where is the small? And the small was big too. What is going on, people? Anyway, the drink of choice was raspberry Schweppes thing. You know, the red drink? Yeah. And the popcorn was just so obscenely large that I got the blisters from that. Mm. And the chalk top was good. It was just so much rustling, I felt bad. There was a lot of rustling going on. People were definitely pissed off with me. But what could I do in that situation besides eat my snacks and live my life? Um, Yeah. So that's enough on Black Widow. I don't want to talk about it too much. Don't want to give spoilers. I will be giving spoilers for Fast and Furious, which I'm going to talk about now. Full spoilers going into this. If you're not someone who has watched Fast and Furious before, I guess what you need to know is they're fast and they're furious. Like, that's just the fact of the matter, you know? And they like to drive cars And the overall theme is how important family is. How they're all like a big family. Uh, In every movie, someone dies pretty much. And the stunts are ridiculous. 
and they get more ridiculous as you go through the films. And I think it started off, they did not anticipate to do nine movies. So you can tell that the plot kind of just gets out of control. Like it starts off making sense and then they add more characters and it's like, okay, this is ridiculous, but it's still fun. And then I feel like in Fast and Furious 9, it's so hard to discuss this movie in a sense that I have to acknowledge that this is an actual thing that exists. In the first, I would say, 15 minutes of the movie, John Cena drives a car off a cliff and a jet comes along and catches it underneath and they just drive off or they fly off. In the first 15 minutes, like, at least give me some time to warm up, you know? And then, like, barely a minute later, Mr. Vin Diesel, he hits the side of this little rickety bridge and then somehow the car is attached to the rope that was on the rickety bridge and she's swinging, doing flips and shit and lands and lands and survives. It's just, okay. That's, like, literally in the first 15, 16 minutes of the movie. Where to from there? It's, like, me listening to club anthems at 8 a.m. in the morning. Like, where does the energy go from there? And they just... You know? Here's another fun fact. Helen Mirren's in the movie. Helen Mirren's in the movie. And I know she would have been paid a shitload for that, and I love that for her. But as someone who was watching the movie, I was in turmoil. I was in emotional turmoil. We were in the trenches. I was distressed. Because there's just so much going on and none of it was making sense. They were like in California or something. Then suddenly they're in Tokyo. Suddenly they're talking about Spain. Suddenly they're in London. Then Helen Mirren's there. T. What's Helen Mirren doing? She's rubbing a store for diamonds. Famously, of course. Classic Helen Mirren activities. So the scene cuts and she's stealing jewels and she's walking out of a building. And then Mr. Main Character, Vin Diesel. Is it Vin Diesel? What? I keep saying Vin Diesel, but now in my head I'm like, is it fucking Vin Diesel? Yes, it's Vin Diesel. Hello? What? Okay. Um, okay, so she's like, Dom Torado. Where the hell did that accent come from? Sorry for yelling. So not only is Helen Mirren in the movie, it's Helen Mirren with a distressing Cockney accent. Dom Torado, didn't expect to see you here. It's the one person I didn't expect to see. Dom Torado. Helen, give me time to breathe, please. And in this viewing of this film, I didn't have snacks. I had a sparkling water. That's as far as the snacks went. Felt very skinny. Um, Actually, the water will come into play later. Because this movie is fucking long. So Helen Mirren's like, Dom Torado, didn't expect to see you here. And I'm reeling. In shock, in tears, screaming and crying. Then she's escaping from the police because she just stole the jewels, of course. And they're driving around, I think, London? And Miss Girl is just like... Like in the on the gears and shit, handbrake, you know, it's all going on. NOS, even. She's whipping out the NOS. She's turning that steering wheel. She's getting it done. Jewels in hand. And the car does, like, little, like, skids and flips and shit. And then her scene was, like, two minutes long. And the further you get into the scene, her accent just disappears. Like, the Cockney accent just disappears. What's up with that? It starts off with, Dom Torado, didn't expect to see you here. And then by the end of it, it's like, okay, have a good time. Like, something like that, like... Take care of yourself. Like, Helen, keep up the energy. Also, she drops him off. Oh my God. I'm in distress. (sighs) The way to get through these situations in life is just to quote a K-pop song and keep moving. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's pump it up. Thank you, Luna. I think that was Luna, right? Yeah. She drops him off at this manor and out the front of the manor are about 200 women 
wearing white skimpy dresses and it's giving winter vibes so the girls are freezing and there's cars why are they there never explained never explained Dom Torado gets to this place so he can talk to John Cena who's actually his brother yeah T why is fucking John Cena there we don't know why is he in this building we don't know actually no it's kind of explained his business partner is some like son of a European politician I think so then the house is technically an embassy I don't know I don't know don't ask me detailed questions so then there's like fighting and shit at this manor anyway let's talk about the brother John Cena I think Fast and Furious is playing with me because there's something going on they just pick these actors that make sense to be in the Fast and Furious movies when they announce it but prior to that I wouldn't think of it you know what I mean like Dwayne Johnson when he was in Hobbs and Shaw in the other Fast and Furious movie I was like, yeah, this makes sense. But I would never have thought of that. John Cena being in Fast and Furious makes sense, but I would never have thought of it. (sighs) There's a whole backstory about how Vin Diesel and the brother John Cena's dad died in a a racing crash. And Dom Torado thought that the brother tampered with the car because they were both like in the we were in the trenches they were in the like the pit and like making changes on the car and then he goes out and drives it and it explodes so Dom Torado has just assumed that the brother has like somehow been involved with tampering in the car and killing the dad wig you know but the oh god I actually I'm getting angry I need to calm down the brother's goal in this movie is to get these two halves of a sphere A green glowing sphere. Why the fuck is it green and glowing? We don't know. And when you have this sphere, you use a key to connect to a fucking satellite. And then the satellite reaches out to every device around the world that runs on ones and zeros, as the girls in the movies were saying. And it just takes control of them. But why does he want to do that? I don't know if that was explained. Maybe it was explained, but I myself had entered another dimension of existence and I couldn't handle a plot point that had detail. Um, but I, I don't think it was explained. Why would this man, who all we know about him is that he drive car fast, don't care about family? Which is just the opposite of Dom Torado. He used to drive car fast and he cared about family. That's all he cares about. In fact, the, one of the first scenes of the movie, Dom Torado sees a car pull up and he's like, oh shit, get the shotgun out. Tells his little three-year-old son to get in a box in the shed, underneath the shed. It's so exhausting. Just like exhaustion. Just absolute exhaustion. That's before the jet catches the car. I should have just taking the hint then and there so yeah John Cena wants to with the help of Charlize Theron by the way she's there with like an absolute killer bob the bob is so fierce she doesn't walk I would say she doesn't walk in total more than 10 meters throughout the movie she's trapped in a glass box aren't we all in life and she doesn't move fast enough at any point in the movie to shift that bob one millimeter it does not move she's gorilla group Oh my god. Gorilla Groo? Hello? Gorilla Glue Girl. It don't move. Like, the bob is stuck to her head. It looks like me when I was four, when I had that, like, upside down bowl haircut. Which, look, I'm gonna say it's camp. If you disagree, that's on you, not on me. I think it's camp. Um, also, I just looked at my computer and I've googled Vin Diesel and it says he's 53. This man needs to move on from Fast and Furious 9. Guys, they drove a car in space. Before we talk about the space thing, let's roll it back a little bit. So, in addition to this big weapon being the two spheres that are glowing and the key, 
that you use to unlock the spheres or some shit. I don't know. <sighs> Let's add another pillar to the lore behind this movie. Fast, furious, family, magnets. Magnets was such a key player in this movie. I don't want to undersell the role of magnets. And as someone who spent a lot of time with magnets at university, it was, it was a lot. I'm going to say it, it was a lot to deal with, you know, seeing just the absolute destruction of the name of magnets. Let me give you some examples of how they used magnets. So we have, I think the character's name was Missande, Missande from Game of Thrones. That actress, she was in it. And she was like the girl boss hacker. And I very much love her character in the movie. You know, hashtag women in STEM. Um, I support her. She was talking absolute shit the entire time. She's like, I need to... Very aggressive accent as well. She's like, I need to hack through the mainframe and then I'll have access to the cameras. And at that point, you'll be at the door in which I'll override the firewall and let you in. And I'm like, yes. That, that part, say that again. I loved that hashtag women in STEM. And, you know, she's just whipping out these pieces of tech left, right and center, right? She's suddenly at the cafe with this ridiculous laptop, with this ridiculous interface, and she's just pinging things left, right and center. And I love that for her. Shout out to her. She's the number one bestie. Can't remember her name though, so that's not great. The character's name. Anyway, there's this scene where this truck and the truck has a giant fucking magnet in it. And the reason why they find out this is because all the communications in the area have just gone crusty, musty, dusty, fried, fried eggs. I'm allergic to eggs now. Story for another time. So they're like, oh, our comms are fried. So then two of the group go near this truck and his necklace goes to the truck and they're like, whoa, your necklace just flew into that truck. I wonder why. Big fucking magnet, that's why. Um, some shit goes down. The girls are being shot, you know, just usual activities. And then the girl boss, hashtag women in STEM, she has to drive the car. Plot twist, she can't drive a car. That felt like, re like representation for Melbourne people. I myself, I can drive a car. But a lot of people that I speak to, that I meet from Melbourne, they can't drive. And I don't think that's shameful. Like, I'm not like, ew, you can't drive. It's just like, that's interesting to me. And I think it's to do with like city distribution and city sprawl. Wait, not to get in my, um, what's it called? <laughs> what? Not architecture. What's the other one? City planning. Not to get, I just spat so far. Not to get in my city planning bag real quick. But in Perth, I feel like the distances that people travel to get to work are more, in a sense, than in Victoria, just based on the people that I've spoken to. So I think a lot more people in Perth would get their driver's license because they need it to get to places where in Victoria, whereas in Victoria, everything's quite well connected in terms of trains, trams, and also just population density. It's all quite close to the Melbourne CBD. Anyway, back to the movie discussion. So she has to drive this truck. Oh, sorry, I just dropped my pen. She has to drive this truck and the truck has the giant fucking magnet in the back and there's baddies, right? And she's like, well, let me just turn this magnet on. And she turns the magnet on to full and there's just metal shit flying into the truck, the sides of the truck. We're obsessed with this. There's like a scene where she's driving down a road and then there's another road close to her going in the same direction. I'm thinking flat iron building, that kind of width. So imagine the roads that are around the sides of the flat iron building, like that. And there's a car on that other road, on the other side of the building. Miss hashtag women in STEM turns up the magnet to full. The car on the other side of the building, prepare yourselves for this, by the way, I'm giving you ample time to prepare. The car goes through the fucking building because the magnet is so strong, but nothing else does. Like, did you hear my voice go high pitched then? That's the rage. The car goes through the building, 
and gets slammed into the truck because the magnet's so strong. That's so crazy that there was nothing of metal in the building. Just a bit of fun, you know? So there's magnets there. Uh, the weapons have magnets. The underground lair that they somehow have access to has magnets. The jet has magnets. You know what else has magnets? I'm going to yell real quick. Just letting you know, prepare your ears. You know what else has magnets? The car that they drive in space. They drive a car in space. I'm in tears. I'm crying. I'm in shock. They attach... I'm going to cry. They attach a car... Oh my God. To a rocket. And they shoot it off into space. Okay, actually, no, that's not even half of it. The man from Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, you know, the... I don't know what his name is. And he's like, I like to drive cars. I don't know what his name is. But you know what I'm talking about? That's kind of a good impersonation. But anyway, we move past it. He's somehow driving a fucking jet. A military-grade giant jet. Don't ask me about it. And they've attached this car to the top of the jet that also has a rocket attached to it. And they send the car into orbit. And two of the main characters, who I think one of them's ludicrous... This is so painful to talk about. The car is in orbit. Their main thing to stop evil John Cena from taking over all the computers in the world to do God knows what is to drive a car through the satellite. Let's just let that sink in. Everyone's like, Fast and Furious is not like the, has done everything. The only place left to go is to go to space. Girls, they did it. They went to space. And has society changed? Yeah, I would say so. I would very strongly suggest that society has shifted because of that situation. And how are they going to destroy the satellite with the car? The fucking magnets. They have these giant magnets underneath the car that they're going to use to destroy the satellite. But it turns out the magnets don't even work. So they have to drive the car into the satellite. Absolutely, just tears flying out of my eyes in the cinema. It's just exhausting. So then going from that, right? What if I told you that maybe 10 minutes after Helen Mirren appears in the movie, guess who appears in the movie? Cardi B. Cardi B's in the movie. Cardi B is in Fast and Furious. About five to ten minutes after Helen Mirren just departs, after she screwed screw it out of there. Dom Tarado, didn't expect to see you here. See, but Cardi B kind of ate that shit up. Like, her character was fun. It made sense. And she did a good job of selling it. She kind of outsold Helen Mirren. Like, I don't want to start shit. But I think Cardi B actually outsold Helen Mirren. Now, I would like to make a point. While I'm saying that this is the most traumatic event in the history of the universe, Fast and Furious 9, I do think it was camp. Now, everyone says that I overuse the term camp. You know what? Let's go to Google right now. Definition camp. Place where temporary accommodation of huts, tents, and other structures typically used by soldiers, refugees, or traveling people. That's not what I'm looking for, babes. Definition, camp, fashion. Camp is an aesthetic style and sensibility that regards something as appealing because of its bad taste and ironic value. Yeah, say that again. I think Fast and Furious 9 is camp. Now, it's shit. It's garbage. It's extremely bad. But to watch it ironically is a lot of fun. If you're going into this and you're not expecting a good plot, you'll have fun. If you're expecting a solid plot, well, first of all, you shouldn't even be going to see Fast and Furious 9. That's your own problem. Don't blame Vin Diesel for that because that's your problem. Take it up with management. But if you're going into it knowing that it's just going to be ridiculous, balls-to-the-wall crazy, then you're going to have a lot of fun. Charlize Theron drives a jet in VR. What more could you want? Charlize Theron has a bop that doesn't move. She's, like, got Gorilla Glue up all up in that... In that bowl on her head. Hashtag let Charlize out of the box. Hashtag women in STEM. Oh my God, that's another thing. 
they give her a keyboard and this old fucking computer and they're like, hack it. Wait, no one's been able to hack it. Charlize gets a hold of that keyboard. Beep, beep, boop, 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 bitch. Hacked. John Cena's like, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's pump it up. Now, remember how I said that I had a bottle of sparkling water? Yep. About two hours into the movie, I needed to pee. Actually, that's a lie. I needed to pee from about an hour into the movie. And look, action movies, they typically go for around about an hour and 45 to two hours. That's kind of the norm at the moment. There was an era when there was like three fucking hours, but I feel like it's gone back to 145 to two hours. So I was like, I can do this easy. I can survive. Hashtag I will survive. Hashtag I will survive. Um, no. That simply was not the case. Um, to make a long story short, I was in pain. Around about the two hour mark, I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. I simply have to. It's not a want anymore. It's a need. So I'm thinking as soon as this main plot line finishes, that's the end of the movie and we're sorted, we're done. Let's wrap it up and go home. Then the girls are in space. Then the magnets attached to the car that they're going to use to destroy the satellite don't work. Then they have to blow up the satellite. Then Dom Torado is flipping a truck over. Then John Cena is running across the roof of a car. Then a truck is falling down the thing. Then Charlize Theron is driving a jet in VR. And I'm thinking, we've gone past two hours. Around about two hours 15, I think... I think about two hours 15, I was like, I'm leaving. I left. I never leave movies because I'm like, the sanctity of cinema. I will never leave a movie. I left a movie to go to the bathroom just because I could not do it. And the tipping point for me was that they beat the big bad. And it was like the end of the movie. And everyone's like, yes, go family, hashtag family, hashtag fast and furious and family. They're having a little get-together out the back. Like, the movie kind of finishes, and then it pans out, and they're having a get-together in the backyard. I was like, fuck this, I'm done. So I went and went to the bathroom, came back, movie's still fucking going. (sighs) Let me get the runtime. Fast and Furious 9 runtime. Okay, love that. I just Googled FF9 runtime, and it says 40 hours. Honestly, it felt like that. They are referring to Final Fantasy IX. Maybe I should be more precise. Fast and Furious Nine. Two hours, 25 minutes, told you. Told you. So you can see here, the fate, wait, no. The fate of the Furious was two hours, 29 minutes. The Fast and the Furious was one hour, 47. Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw was two hours, 16. So you can kind of see they're usually around that one hour 50 to two hour mark. And this one was two and a half hours. Every time I think about this movie, I age, I think. Let's get the budget. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's pump it up. $200 million. Um, Also, I have a feeling this was made during the 5-2, the pandemic era. And I applaud them in a sense that they've managed to pull this out while having all these restrictions and everything. So that's pretty cool, actually, that they managed to do that. And yes, it was traumatizing and one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but I'm thankful for Fast and Furious 9, for sure. Thank you, Vin Diesel, for blessing me. Hashtag women in STEM. Um, I do think I could have done better if I went in with a snack just to have something to do with my hands because I think I started shaking from anxiety. I feel like I was having an anxiety attack during that movie just because it was so, there was so much going on at all times. I feel like there's more to say about this movie. Yes, there was, there's something else I have to say about this movie. So I spoke about the magnets. I'm still underselling how much the magnets were involved. Um, To close out the magnets chapter of the discussion, one of my favorite quotes in the movie is Ludacris, the guy who I think is Ludacris, but I can't remember. He says, I've never seen magnets like this before. 
because this is an underground bunker and there's the fucking magnets everywhere. And they're like, wow, I've never seen magnets of this scale and strength before. And everyone's like, tea, wig, boots, Charlie. And then as you progress through the movie, everyone has the fucking magnets. It's not just like the bad guys have the magnets. Everyone has the fucking magnets that they've never seen before. So then in the final driving scene, there's like this giant road train that's armoured and they're trying to like flip it because it's connected to the satellite. It's a whole thing. They've got the two halves in there. Also, the guy that died, the guy from Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, Han, that died, he's back. He also has this adopted daughter who's the key to the bomb. Don't even... (sighs) Screaming and crying. Maybe I should call this episode Screaming and Crying in the Cinema. This is what it felt like. So, all right. They're trying to flip this road train and they are driving these fast cars and they are furious and there are magnets and they are family. So it had all the pillars, fast, furious, family and magnets. And they're using these magnets to like pull things towards them to help them flip this giant road train and it's not really working. And then next thing you know, John Cena has like flipped teams and he's with the good guys, hashtag family, and he's fighting the bad guys on the top of the road train. Um, this truck thing is going at like 100 k's an hour. And the girls are just like walking around the top of the fucking road train. And that's not it. Like they're walking on top of the Lamborghini. The sister, she's, you know, she's crawling over the Lamborghini. Full face and makeup, hair looking fantastic. Love that for her. Hashtag women in STEM. And I'm just like, girls, you, you would fall over. John Cena, babe, you would fall off. Like, I know you're built like a brick house. But even you, at that speed, the wind, she said you're done for. Frames of reference. Einstein said it. Exactly. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Like, I love, as I said before, a ridiculous action movie. Tom Cruise running up the side of a building, couldn't ask for anything more. Tom Cruise jumping into the side of the tallest building in the world. Yeah, I loved that for us as a society. John Cena at 100Ks now on top of a truck barely being blown over at all by the wind. That hurt me. That did hurt, actually. I have to say. What else is there to say about this? I think that's kind of the summary. Will I watch this movie again? Look. To further explain my perspective on these movies, the person I went to see the movie with, they were kind of like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. And I was also thinking the same thing, but my perspective on it was worst movie that I've ever seen, but I think I enjoyed it in like a sadistic way. Like, I'm messing with my own brain by making myself watch this. But it was camp. It was camp. Carly Kloss. Why wasn't Carly Kloss in there? How could they make that movie not put Carly Kloss in the gold dress in there? If Carly Kloss was in there, I would... That would be it for me, I think. I would have to depart this existence. Um, I don't think that they wanted the movie to make sense. Because how could it make sense? They're just fucking jumping around. All right. Final example of why I think the people who made Fast and Furious 9 are taking the piss out of themselves to the extent where they had no intention of trying to make it make sense. Because, all right, they're looking for... I can't even remember what. They go to Japan, right? And they're having ramen or noodles or something. And then they see a flag, a Mexican flag, and they're like, that's it, we got it. And at that time in the movie, I was like, you got what? What are you doing? This doesn't make sense. Why are you in Japan? Why are you looking for the flag? You're telling me you land in Japan and the one place you go for dinner, you can see the flag for the place that you need to go to. It just, it doesn't make sense. Sorry. It doesn't make sense. I can't talk about this anymore. I'm going to break out I'm gonna have more blisters blisters will just erupt everywhere 
let me spend the last 10 minutes or so of this podcast talking about Gossip Girl reboot. So I watched that last night. That's another one of the reasons why the podcast was delayed because I was just going to talk about Fast and Furious and Black Widow. But then I was like, hold swan. I could talk about the new Gossip Girl reboot. Because the last episode of the podcast, I talked about the Gossip Girl show and how it has not aged well and how everyone in the show is exhausting. Based on the first episode alone, I'm enjoying this new Gossip Girl. Yes, there's some cringe social commentary. And it's like, yes... This is kind of spoilers, all right? I'm going to give kind of spoilers. Actually, just full spoilers. I'm giving spoilers of the first episode of Gossip Girl from now on. So, in original Gossip Girl, you don't know who Gossip Girl is until, like, the end. But in this, you know who Gossip Girl is from the start. And Gossip Girl is the teachers of the school because they want the kids to... It doesn't really make sense. They want the kids to live in fear then they don't act out and they obey the teachers, blah, 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 blah. That bit itself just kind of, kind of dumb. Like it's ridiculous. The teachers would do that. Um, but letting that slide, it kind of, I like it. I like the direction that that puts the show in that we know who Gossip Girl is from the start. Cause then we can see the teachers interacting with the students and how that changes throughout the show based on what the teachers do to the students. It's giving kind of pretty little liars in a sense. Like when I thought Ezra was A type beat. Um, more reasons why I like the show. The fashion, fantastic. We won as a society. The budget is high. We have some good music in there. Recent music as well. And, but yeah, the fashion, it just made me want to go shopping. I think it probably is some kind of subliminal messaging from big fashion to make people shop because I did want to shop after I watched it. It's true. Also, the use of technology is good. Like, they're name-dropping things. They're like Instagram account because usually with these kind of shows, they don't say what apps or what phones they're using because I'm pretty sure you have to pay for that. And, yeah, because isn't there like something where if you want to use an Apple iPhone in a movie... Apple has these ridiculous rules. So that's why every phone in a movie is not Apple, unless it is. And if it is Apple, they make a point of pointing out that it's Apple. So like in this, they talk about Instagram directly and they mention like WhatsApp and iMessage and shit like that. And I think they've done that a really good job with that because it makes it more current day and it makes it more believable. The actual overall story so far with the the girls, the sisters. Um, yeah, I don't know where it's going to go. It feels like they've kind of hit the wall with that on the first episode. And they've tried to make them enemies and I'm not really buying that they're enemies, but they want us to think that. And I don't think I'm that invested in those two. I'm invested in the show, but I don't know if I care about the main characters. Sorry. The group though... Yeah, very fun. Also, love the diversity. Compared to um, the original Gossip Girl, this is so much better. Oh. <gasps> yes. So much better. Not even just in terms of, like, who they cast, but just the characters themselves are so much more in terms of the dimensions of their character. You know, it's not just like rich bitch or rich bitch with daddy issues or horrible. Yeah, that's it. Horrible. Chuck Massage is horrible. He has no redeeming factors to me. But these characters seem to have like more levels to them this early stage. Like I'm not saying that the old Gossip Girl characters didn't have layers to them. I feel like they had more layers as the show went on. But I feel like in this first episode, at least, so much character development happened that it felt equivalent to three or four episodes of original Gossip Girl. I might be talking shit right now, but that's just how I feel. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited. I was honestly surprised because I set the expectation super low going into it, which is one of the things that I mentioned in the advice podcast. One of my biggest things in life is lower your expectations because then everything's impressive, which... Yeah, sometimes it's not great. I think, look, in watching movies and TV, lower your expectations. 
when meeting people, don't lower your expectations too much because then you that's a conversation for another time. Um, but yes, I would say I would recommend this show. If you're in Australia and you're not sure how to watch it, the episodes are on Binge and also on Foxtel. I think Twitter was saying that there's four episodes out and I could only find one in Australia. So if you find where the other ones are, please let me know. It also made me think, would something like that, what would happen in real life if Gossip Girl happened the way that it's happening now? It's illegal, right? It's definitely illegal. Yeah, taking pictures of people without consent. Also, the people in the... If you've seen the latest episode, the picture that they take in the window where they're, like, getting changed, that's 100% illegal. And also, aren't they minors? So that's, like, triple illegal. And also, the teacher took it and posted it on Gossip Girl. It's getting weird. Also, look, I'm not going to talk about it too much in this episode because I think I'll probably do more of a segment on this in the next episode of the podcast. But Genshin Impact, girls, I'm, I'm in it. I'm so far in it and I'm having so much fun. Everyone's so much fun. The game's so much fun. The streamers are so much fun. The gambling part of it, not fun. That gacha system, not fun. We'll talk about that when we do the episode on it though. Um, But if I'm not streaming and I'm not making videos and I'm not replying to emails and I'm not on the phone to my mum or FaceTiming my sister, I'm pretty much just playing Genshin Impact. That's how things go right now, which is fun. Like, that's that's ideal, to be honest. So, yeah, if you're interested in the Genshin episode, let me know. And maybe I can do a segment as part of the next episode. Cool, 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 cool. I think that brings me to the end of this. This was a lot of me just blabbering about Fast and Furious. But, I mean, if you enjoyed it and you're watching this on YouTube, feel free to leave a like and leave me a comment. Um, if you're listening to this on a podcast platform feel free to um leave a review i was actually talking to someone about my podcast and she was on her computer and she looked up the podcast and it had like a shitload of reviews and they were all five star and i felt so emotional all of a sudden i was like people are so fucking nice to me in this little career that i've got at the moment so yeah thank you for the support on that it's so cool that you care enough to go leave me a review on the podcast. Anyway, um, yeah, next episode will probably be in the next three or four days. Go pump them out. I don't know why I just winked. That was weird. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for listening, and I'll talk to you all soon. Peace out. Bye.